to make big changes, we often have to make a series of small changes because if we try to make the big change, you know, we're sort of, we're, we're tied to our current state with the rubber band, right? And so the faster we try to run away from it, the more that rubber band pulls us back. And what works, what's worked for me, what I've seen work for my clients is really sinking into the value of what is, sinking into what about what we're doing now serves us and also seeing the way that it limits us. You're listening to The Breakdown with me, Chris Clearfield. The Breakdown is a podcast where we connect with business owners and experts to hear their perspectives on this crazy, complex world. I'm your host and fellow learner, and I'm glad you're here. Hey, so I wanted to do something a little bit different today. Instead of doing a longer form interview show with a guest, I'm just going to talk for a few minutes today about a challenge an actual firm owner that I've been talking with has, because I I think it's interesting and I, I think it's instructive. And it's actually something that I wrote a little bit about in a recent blog post. So we'll link to that in the show notes or you can go to chrisclearfield.com slash podcast slash eight to get to the article there. Because this is, you guessed it, episode eight. So this firm owner that I want to tell you about, uh, really interesting guy, really uh, innovative and amazing in the way he practices what he does, uh, has really kind of built um, built a firm that does innovative and and amazing work. And he's got a a good team around him. And, you know, he's built the firm over the last seven, eight years. And really with his blood and sweat and and tears and effort, you know, through family issues, through health problems, through through all of this stuff. And yet he's emerged from from the other side. And and rightfully so, he has a firm that he is really, really proud of. And one of the things he's proud of is the way he invests in his staff and the way he trains them and, and gets them to, um, I mean, they're, they're a huge part of him delivering the value that he, he's able to deliver. Um, and, but he's still kind of at the, at the, at the center of the firm, right? I mean, really there, there's not a lot that can happen without, some intervention by him. And over time, he's gotten that amount of intervention to be less and less, but he's still the linchpin. He's still the, the critical piece in many ways. Um, I mean, one way he put it is, you know, if he goes away for a month, then there's no new business that gets developed in that month. So obviously, that's not ideal because he's a person that wants to have not just more flexibility, not just be able to, you know, take a vacation with his family uh, without kind of worrying about what what's happening in the firm. But also he wants to be able to scale a little bit more. You know, there's there's one of him um, and he doesn't really want to bring on another partner, which I think is is understandable for somebody who's built a firm. And I think um, a lot of folks feel that way. But he does want to be able to scale. And, and in addition to wanting to be able to scale, he sees that there's a part of the market that that his services don't address. So he works with you know, high-end people that that want to solve a a big and pressing and important problem for themselves, um, but there are a lot of people that could use his skills and his services and self-service. And and I think this is I think again this is a common problem that um, 
that that folks are seeing that, you know, if you think about, for example, a trust and estates practice, of course, there's going to be people that come to a trust and estates attorney and want the problem of having a will, having a trust, having all of this stuff set up to be solved for them. But then there's a whole other demographic that just needs something much, much simpler and can't afford to pay an attorney for that one-on-one attention, but you know, could could get a product that was a little bit crafted for them that they could self-service. And and this this firm owner's in, in a sort of similar position. So he wants to build this product. He wants to build this product that helps him address a different um, part of the market, a different kind of segment of the market, so that those folks can self-serve, so that his business, an aspect of his business can generate income without him. Uh, and because he actually wants to do education with his with his clients too. So this set of clients that he envisions starting as a self-service model, some of them will end there, but some of them will want to work more with his firm and want to work more with him. And so there's, there's these really big benefits. Um, so what I think is interesting is how he tried to approach this. So he, he looks at this, this is a priority for him. He sees this as important for his firm, for his, you know, work-life balance, for his family life, and, and also for being able to leave a legacy for his his family and his, his kids and, you know, take his firm from a bespoke practice to something that he might be able to sell one day or there'd be recurring revenue, even if he weren't involved actively. So lots of good reasons. Uh, and when he and I started chatting, we started chatting about his first attempt to do this, which was to take a month off and step back from the day-to-day operations of his business and just, you know, kind of go away in monk mode sort of and create this product and then, you know, come out and, and work with his team to launch it and refine it and, and all this stuff. So it's not that he he's a lone wolf and he wanted to go do this alone, but he, he wanted to carve that time out for him. Um, and you might be able to guess where this story is going. So, you know, two weeks before his his kind of sabbatical month was supposed to start. And, and by the way, I should say that this is a strategy that works for some people, but there's an irony embedded in here, right? Which is that he wants to create a product so he can step away from his firm because he can't right now, he can't not be involved in the day-to-day, day-to-day operations. And so, but to try to create that product, he tries to pull himself entirely out of the day-to-day operation. So there's some kind of tension here going on. And so lo and behold, two weeks before he was going to start this sabbatical, he got an offer from a client to do a really interesting and lucrative piece of work. And he said yes to it, which I think was, you know, in many ways, the the I, I don't have a particular judgment around that decision, but I think in general, it's nice to say yes to money. I think there are a few circumstances where you might want to say no to a client. And I'll talk about those in a, in a later Coaching Moment podcast. But I think that there is a real uh, interesting tension that that our, our firm owner has stumbled across. So he says yes to this client work. He does this lucrative client work. You know, his sabbatical is blown away. And, and now what we can see is he's got a little bit more cash in hand. Well, actually, he had quite a bit more cash in hand because this was a, a, a good piece of work for, for him and his firm. Um, but he's further away from his goal, right? He's, he's now, you know, it, it's, it's not even, he's now busier, right? He's now not able to um, 
even dedicate thinking space to to kind of productizing his offering for for this segment of the market. And that's when we started talking. And what was interesting was that the thing that that he didn't see was that his involvement in the firm day to day really, really served him well and it served the firm well. You know, he was the engine of the firm and to get rid of that, to kind of push that away is something that is is very, very hard to make work, right? I mean, his his commitment is to be running the firm and making it work on, on the day-to-day. And to push that away, what he felt was that pushback, what he felt when he got that invitation from that client to do that work. And when he said yes, it was that resistance to him trying to push the very thing that, that has made him successful, which is his ability to run this very capable firm or to run this firm very capably pushing that away was something that generated a lot of resistance for him and was something that that ultimately didn't work in the way he tried to do it but he did come to a solution and and what that was was to have his admin block out two to three hours a week uh on his calendar and and treat that time as really sacred and start in those two to three hours a week to plot out what his product was going to be and what his um, what his offering was going to be to this different segment of the market. And rather than try to make this big transformational change to make a smaller set of changes. And, and, and the other thing that that's allowed him to do is you know, to kind of not go away in monk mode, but to get feedback as he goes from the people on his team who also have a lot of insight into how to deliver these things and, and how to deliver, how to productize the service that they are doing, because they are very involved in, you know, they're also critical parts of the business. So to me, it's an interesting and instructive story. You know, one of the things I think about is to to make big changes, we often have to make a series of small changes because if we try to make the big change, you know, we're sort of we're we're tied to our current state with the rubber band, right? And so the faster we try to run away from it, the more that rubber band pulls us back. And what works, what's worked for me, what I've seen work for my clients is really sinking into the value of what is, sinking into what about what we're doing now serves us and also seeing the way that it limits us. And in doing that, we can often find a solution that is more subtle, more nuanced. It's integrative. It's not, oh, I'm going to service my existing clients or I'm going to go away and and make this whole new product over a, the course of a month. It's, oh, I'm going to service my clients and I'm going to use the infrastructure I already have to help build this product and I'm going to get feedback and I'm actually going to dedicate time to working on it because I'm not going to have that rubber band pulling me back all the way. And and with that, this firm owner is now on the path to developing a successful product. And I think that's really exciting. And I think it's a really great example of, I think the way that we often our ambitions often put us in the way of the very change we're trying to do. And sometimes just taking it a little bit more slowly can really make a big difference. Um, so with that, I'll say thank you for your attention and love feedback on um, how this lands for you. So uh, send me an email, chris at chrisclearfield.com, uh, at chrisclearfield on Twitter, 
or all of the other places, LinkedIn, you can find me, those kinds of things. So uh, really um, appreciate your, your attention. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To stay in the loop about new episodes and to be eligible for my periodic book bundle giveaways, sign up for the Breakdown newsletter at chrisclearfield.com giveaway. So what's this giveaway? Every few months, I bundle together three or four influential books, often written or recommended by guests from the show, and I give them away to a few lucky listeners. I'll include a signed copy of Meltdown, and because I'm friends with many of my fellow authors, I try to get their books signed as well, so you definitely don't want to miss out on that. Go to chrisclearfield.com giveaway to get on the list. Finally, join your fellow listeners, subscribe to the show, and share it with your friends. And if you love the show, give us a five-star rating in your favorite podcast app. Even one extra review helps us get an edge on the algorithm so more people can find us. And before we roll the credits, remember, if you're a business owner ready to transform your business and your life, find out more about my approach to coaching and sign up for a free intro session at chrisclearfield.com slash make the leap. That's all one word, make the leap. The Breakdown with Chris Clearfield is a team effort. The inimitable Rain Avant is our assistant producer and makes everything run smoothly. Gabe Turner and Claire Skinner help make the amazing content here and on my newsletter, available at chrisclearfield.com slash the breakdown. Laura Stack is our editor, and our theme was composed by the creative team at Spiky Blimp. Thanks so much for listening, and be well until our next breakdown.